0: Hello and welcome to the Sanctuary First podcast. I'm James Cathcart. Today on the podcast, I speak to three participants from our recent Reimagining Church conference, Russell McClarty, Fiona Campbell and Martin Johnston. Each in their own way encourage us to have open eyes, open minds and open hearts. Russell McClarty was one of our workshop leaders, and he began by talking about the legacy of the Church of Scotland's Church Without Walls report from two thousand and one.
1: My name is Russell. Russell McClarty.
0: What's brought you to the conference today?
1: Well, uh, I was certainly Church Without Walls, as uh, for me uh, in a parish in the east end of Glasgow, was permission—permission uh, permission to to really look to do. Um, different things, and it was great, you know, we could say to folk in the church, oh, Church Without Walls lets us try this, or, yeah, so uh, I've never really lost that spirit of Church Without Walls.
0: So you led a session this morning, can you tell us a bit about
1: that? Yeah, the session really was around stuff that I've been doing over a number of years, around, um, I think the story that we tell of ourselves is incredibly important, and an awful lot of the story that folk tell about church is quite negative, um, And in terms of reimagining the church, um, what I was really offering uh, this morning was, if you like, story-making, imagining a positive future, and really uh, to be able to involve maybe a group of, say, up to 40, 50 people in small groups, uh, very much with a kind of um, starting with with, with little bits of story-sharing, and then beginning to uh, build that up. Um, The end result, really, uh, i found in working with a number of congregations is something which has got real energy uh, and real positivity so people at the end of even, uh, say, a two-hour session can have a very kind of positive sense of the future story of their church.
0: Mm. So it's a very interactive way of doing things. You get people involved. and
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the warm-up, you know, is just getting folk talking to each other about little things in their own lives um, and then building on that. And it's just amazing that you begin to get an, you begin to get that sense of people listening to each other too, uh, rather than talking at each other. Um, and then somebody said that uh, in the feedback session, when we had, a, 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 if you like, a talking piece going around a circle, somebody said something quite important that the process, really, this imagined story thing, allows folk to leave fear behind. And I think a lot of our problem is we're afraid. We're afraid um, that what we've got might get lost. And yet, if we can really cast our minds on what's the church for, it's for the future, it's for... Interestingly, one of the steps in the process is to create an imagined character in, 50, say, 2035. And in we groups, folk imagine this character. And before that, we've looked at what the changes are going to be between the, in the next 15 years, you know, in terms of um, financial crisis, um, ecological issues, technological issues, migration, and the range of characters that folk produce uh, in, um, in relatively short time and then share with each other is amazing, it's fun. And folk are allowed to kind of think, yeah, what are we here for? Uh, and who might we be here for? The next stage uh, in the process that, that, that is a really a story-making process is a bit of good gossip from your character about the church. Uh, and again, it's that sense of... of, of, of of something good, something energizing, what might the church be offering? And folk were saying, I want to join that church, you know, why can't we have that church now? (laughs) Uh, And so folk are able to offer ideas in a non-threatening environment, leaving fear behind. And that creates an energy, which I I think for me the important thing is, how do you get a big group of people to buy in? to this kind of positive story and it may not be the exact agenda that the church is going to follow but it's a general idea yeah we can be this type of church for these type of people
0: Okay here we are on Sunday morning at the conference Uh, we've almost made it through we've survived Um, could you introduce yourself please
2: My name is Fiona Campbell I'm an artist Um, I have been in previous lives an occupational therapist um, and a minister's wife But um, I'm able to concentrate on my art at the moment and uh, my Christian service to God.
0: And uh, could you tell us uh, a little bit about how you've been involved in the conference, what sort of roles you've been taking on?
2: Well I've been quite lucky. Albert came to me and said um, would you come along and and bring your art to the conference um, and be a chaplain alongside your husband Andy who is a minister and he he gave me a a free range so I thought I would try something new um, and as well as doing live painting myself that, that people can look at and reflect on. Um, I've encouraged other people to paint as well. So laying out resources, giving people a little bit of a starter with some line drawings, and then letting them explore and experiment.
0: Mm. It was uh, lovely during the service, and we just shared communion to look over and see these watercolours. There's a few Mm. of skylines there, uh, and so on. And It's just wonderful when that kind of... I don't know, something about watercolour, I think, that just... Um, Because it's sort of porous, you know, it's not kind of... Transparent and vibrant. Yeah, yeah, there's a a sort of movement almost to it. And uh, I wonder on a personal level what kind of things you've got out of this experience being part of the conference. Has there been anything that's inspired you or challenged you?
2: I think what's inspired me most, I mean, obviously the the envisioning involved in this conference is very inspiring because I've been around the church a long time and, and... it's very easy for us to get settled and comfortable in our ways and um, not to look around the wider world see what society needs us to be doing see what the people in Scotland are about and that we should be sharing the gospel in ways that mean something to them so that's very inspiring Um, but also for me as a creative person to see the possibilities that the visual arts can offer to the church, not just in drawing on the the reserves of of works of art that we already know about, which can be very meaningful and helpful in personal devotion and worship, but to see how people at the conference responded to the opportunity to, to explore and pray with a paintbrush in their hand or a coloured pencil in their hand. And you might think, oh can't do that I haven't drawn a picture since I was in school and people came tentatively cautiously and then they produced vibrant works of art and said you know I've, I've really thought about this and they take it away and do a bit more to it and it has really helped people to explore what God is saying to them and where they're at mm-hmm. in the Christian life so I think my takeaway will be to try and do more of this to try and encourage people to to engage with the visual arts and to weave that into worship and to um, personal devotion, even. It's something you can sit in a corner at home and do. Mm.
3: Okay, so I'm Martin Johnston um, and I work in the church offices at the moment doing a couple of different things, probably both badly. Uh, one is that I support the church's work around political and social engagement, and the other is I support the overall staff team within the organisation just to try and do as well as it can. So I've really enjoyed it, I think as is so often the case, how you enjoy these things is you enjoy them sometimes in the main sessions and those have been very rich, but Actually, you tend to enjoy them more just by the people that you have lunch with or have dinner with or have a drink with in the evening. And just partly that's catching up with folk and partly that's just meeting new folk. And I always find meeting new folk great fun.
0: It's a great point Martin makes here about how events like these are always more than the sum of their parts. There was a buzzing atmosphere over the weekend, with several people telling me how much they had enjoyed catching up with old friends or making new ones. In and around the programme, there were spaces to chat with others, to swap stories, paint a picture, scoff some pies, go for a walk. We wanted folk to feel free to attend as much of the formal programme as they wanted to, pacing themselves and taking time to socialise with others and reflect. I myself accidentally missed the start of a workshop slot on the Sunday, and so I found myself doing a wee watercolour and catching up with some colleagues in an accidental and rewarding time bubble. I asked today's podcast guests if they could give me three words that they thought were important for this project of reimagining church.
1: Okay, if there's a hyphen allowed, uh, letting go. <laughs> I'll give you a hyphen. Letting go. <laughs> You've still got two, that's fine. <laughs> Fun and Creativity.
2: Ooh, nah, that is a hard one. I mean, I I think, well, maybe God in the midst. The idea that um, you're out for a country walk, you're having a coffee with friends, you're going to visit a friend in hospital, or somebody's had a new baby. Whatever you're doing, you're engaging in conversations with people, and draw God into the midst of that. Carry, carry God's love with you. And when the opportunity to say something... Might come up naturally in conversation don't don't shrink away from it don't, don't say don't resist saying "I'll pray for you if somebody's going through a tough time or will I pray with you now?" Um, don't resist the, the first impulse to do something for God because that first impulse is the best one that's the one that came from God. Um, we tend to refine it and say, "Oh, I couldn't do that here, that's not appropriate. Go for it. We only get one go at this. <laughs> God in the midst. That's in my three midst. words. Oh, that's four words. Oh dear. Well, we'll say in the midst. In and God is all.
0: God in t-
3: midst. <laughs> in t- in t- midst. Okay.
0: I'll
3: be reading. So I'd be tempted just to say one word. I'll say three words, but I'll say you can I'll, lead with one. I'll start off by saying fragility, 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 and then my second one would probably be humility. Um, and my third would be courage.
0: I was really struck by Martin's choice of the word fragility and I invited him to expand on this. I
3: think that for me, um, more and more, I think that, that we need to discover a God who reveals himself in fragility. So, uh, fragility in terms of we live as fragile human beings in fragile communities, on a fragile planet, with a fragile economy, and in actual fact, if only we could choose to be a fragile church, rather than a church that somehow believes that we can sort all of this out, um, then I think that that would be liberating for us, and I think it would also be transformative for the way that people see the church.
1: Absolutely.
0: There's a when you think about like the human body, you know, they say that you're you're better you're more likely to recover from an impact or a crash or whatever if your body's relaxed. Mm. But so often don't we? We want to be really tense and we want to double down and be as hard yeah. as possible and yeah. solid. And yeah, so you're kinda of saying there's almost we need to be a little bit more
3: yes. I don't
0: know, chilled. aware of. Yeah, chilled. Yeah, chilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
3: I've got a very good friend who would kind of say to me that that in actual fact people don't join anxious organizations. And that the church is a profoundly anxious organisation. So is it any surprise that people shy away from coming round about it? And so I think we just need to be prepared to be a bit less anxious. uh, And a bit more the embracing the fragility which is the church. But which is actually the whole of human life. And which I think God and Jesus... Chooses to embrace rather than run away from.
0: I found it really inspiring talking to Russell, Fiona, and Martin. This process of reimagining church, of renewing, revitalising, and reconfiguring the ragtag bodies of souls we call churches, requires us to be open hearted, with hearts open to the power of story, the beauty of art, and the reality of fragility. We are called to be imaginative, curious, and unflinching as we observe the world around us. I was really struck by what Russell said about the importance of using story making to reclaim a positive narrative. I was moved by Fiona's comments about being open to God in the midst, not dismissing the impulses we feel to act. And Martin's sensitive words about living as fragile human beings in fragile communities on a fragile planet with a fragile economy were wonderfully bittersweet. Ignoring our fragility is a weak position. It is far stronger to embrace it, to hold our world tenderly and lovingly in the light of God's grace. As we reimagine church, may we all be storytellers and artists finding new ways to tend to a wonderful, beautiful and fragile world. Thanks to Russell McClarty, Fiona Campbell and Martin Johnston. Sanctuary First is available on www.sanctuaryfirst.org.uk with a new prayer published every day. And we are also on Facebook and Twitter. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.